Hey, this is Glory Every Day, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kayla Turner. Join me each week as I talk with a friend about how God is at work in our lives for His glory. I love to tell stories, laugh, and accidentally cry often. My hope is that hearing these conversations will encourage you with fresh eyes to see how God is at work in your own life for His glory. Because whether you are cleaning a bathroom, working at your computer, or having coffee with a friend, God can be glorified in all of it. So this is it. This is Glory Every Day. And we're so glad you're here. I'm Kayla Turner, and this is our first podcast recording. I'm sitting here with a very dear friend. Her name is Kelly Huff. And in my head, I affectionately still call her KP, which is her um, initials (laughs) pre-marriage. I even almost wrote it on your card tonight. KP. Um, Which is, I just think a habit that happens. Sometimes when people get married, I don't always change their name in my phone. Not as like an unacceptance of their marriage, just because like, that's how I know you. I knew you in my heart. Um, so before we go much further, Kelly, I want to introduce her and tell you about her. Kelly and I met, actually, I probably knew of Kelly, like when I was in high school because she oh. and my sister were in college together. Yes. Yeah. It's because, do you know what I remember about Alpha you? Omega something? Yes. But do okay. you remember you, no. aren't you the one that would call her precious? Yeah. <laughs> precious now poopy. Precious, yeah. precious That's my sister. We call her Pookie. Um, but yes, no, I remember her like coming home, you know, it was, yeah. she was the first to go to college and she'd tell us all these things and the group that she was in. Yes, that Bible study group. And so she would talk about this sweet girl that used to call her precious, <laughs> call people precious all the time. And so I knew of you and little That's did I know weird. years down the road, here we would be 20 years later Aww. or so. It, it would be. Yes, yeah. 20 years. Um, so then, so I went to school where my sister did. Kelly was there. And then um, when I graduated, I stayed on as a resident director. And then Kelly had returned to the alma mater to be a resident director also. And so there, that year specifically, there were seven new RDs. And it was just a really sweet, great mm-hmm. work environment that was really special and unique. I think, for one, the timing of it for all of us in st- stages and seasons, if you will. We're going to talk about seasons later, so I'm going to use that word every, <laughs> every chance I get um, for that season that we were in. But also, it was... Um, it's a unique thing that is always interesting to me to try and explain to other people mm. living where you work. And so Kelly and I lived in like lived on campus in separate houses or, you know, apartments, but we often shared meals together. Mm-hmm. We worked together. We responded to late night, ridiculous emergency calls together mm-hmm. and, you know, fought in the trenches with those kinds of things and became really good friends and then mm-hmm. road tripped. Uh, the oh, year, yeah. this summer we were engaged. We both got engaged. Aww. We road trip together to Texas to visit our besties. <laughs> and then we both left when we got mm-hmm. married for years. And mm-hmm. then we both returned. So I returned back to be an RD like after I got married and had a kid. One child came back, was there a year. And then you came back again after a Dude. series of crazy events. And so we got to do it one more time. And it was really <laughs> with special. Babies. With babies. And then we were pregnant at the same time together yes. with, um, with her third and my second. And it was just really sweet. And so there's so many ways that the Lord has um, really intertwined our story. Mm-hmm. And we've stayed friends. And Kelly has always been just such a sweet blessing to me and such a cheerleader in my life. But I think probably not specific to me. I would think that she is probably named that by lots of people that she just really comes comes alongside of people well and behind them in, in ways that are really encouraging. So that is my intro of you, Aww. of how I know you and things about us. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Kelly Huff? <laughs> um, I am delighted to be here spending the evening with my dear friend Kayla. Um, 
So I am, I hail from the show me state here in Missouri. I grew up in Smithville and I currently reside there. I have a bit of a boomerang story in my life. And so I'm now back where I started. In this um, season, you might say. Yeah, in this season. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, I have four kids, um, Clara, Judson, Lowell, and Brigston. Brigston was a surprise, best one ever. And um, I'm married to Russ, and I work part-time um, for a local school district doing parents as teachers. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to pick your schedule doing that, I right? do, and it's so glorious. So yeah. do you have just days that you do it? Usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays, sometimes an occasional Friday. Nice. Yeah. So I'm getting you fresh off a parents' teacher. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I at came from end, a 4.30 appointment. Hey-o. At the end of the, and I'm sure it depends on the day, but like, do you leave pretty like energized from that job or are you like drained? And not that that's a bad thing. Like what's your, mm-hmm. what's your caliber? It is, um, sometimes I leave thinking, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. Aww. And then some, and I chuckle the whole way to yeah. the bank. And then other times. That's not a joke. <laughs> Kelly chuckles often, like the happiness kind of. And then other times I'm like, dear goodness, I earned every cent of that. Um, But I really love coming alongside um, parents and just trying to encourage them in being engaged in their children's education, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. whether that's stacking blocks, learning colors, or, Mm -hmm. you know, searching for answers with a potential developmental delay. Sure. Yeah. Great. It's a big gig. When you said, when we were talking about you laughing, I often Mm -hmm. think about that, like the kind of laughter that's just like, happiness like there do you ever laugh like yes you do is obviously why I'm talking about this Mm -hmm. but you the listener (laughs) do you ever laugh like not because not just because something's funny but like just out of delight like the best way I feel like I can describe that Mm. is like when you're watching like a little toddler or a baby and like everyone in the room is like their attention's on them and it's like they're not even often being that hilarious Mm. and there are times like there are times when you know toddlers are hilarious but like especially like just little babies it's not actually really funny maybe that they're clapping or walking but we're just so delighted in it that like Mm. laughter comes from us right and Mm. so I think of that about you a lot it's like someone that just is like happy like I often like a toddler like a toddler I was getting ready to use another example about, um, like, I remember the first time I got to drive a golf, not golf cart, a go-kart by myself. Oh. Because, you know, like, you had to be so, like, forever. It was yeah. like I had to ride with my parent. My dad, my mom couldn't do those. She has, <laughs> uh, what did she have? Uh, rheumatic fever as a kid, and oh. she can never ride a roller coaster or anything fun again. <laughs> um, I know I'm laughing, and I don't mean that heartlessly, but that is why it was only my dad. She would have. Yeah. She just couldn't. But. Anyway, she's been a trooper in all of the roads. You know how when you drive down a road that has a dip and it's like, oh, here we go. We're flooring it. And normally, normally everybody in the car thinks that's really funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got my tummy. And my mom was always like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but she handled it for the fun of the family. Anyway, so the first time I rode a go-kart, I remember like I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, mm. why am I laughing? But it was just because I was so happy. Yes. So I often feel that way about you and Aww. just the way that you are. Thanks Thank for being you. so lovely. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to talk about is seasons and the idea of seasons. I was able to teach on this a few weeks ago at our women's retreat. And Ecclesiastes 3, you know, gives this whole list of there's a time for this and a time for that. And they're very, like, opposite things. So there's a time for mourning and a time for laughing and a time for weeping and dancing and, like, these this spectrum of of emotions and then he goes on to say like 
you know, beyond emotions, but like just that there's times for everything and there's heavy language throughout all of Ecclesiastes about seasons and just the, the right work for the right time and this idea that like the Lord accomplishes things and we need to be ready to pivot the season and be aware of it and like that there's actually no greater delight than doing the right work for the right mm. season and like seeing the fruit from that. Um, and so that has just been something that I feel like I've continued to mull over, even though like that lesson is done, it's taught, but like, I feel like it's still really fresh in me. Mm. And so I, I think first, and I didn't even give you this as a question, so <laughs> let's leave you over there. If you had to like think now, like if you were to give some language to like what you think you might define your current season as, and like, and the thing is with that question, like you could be like, are you talking about my spiritual season? Or are you talking about like a life stage season? Like mm-hmm. kind of however you want to answer that. Like what do you feel like your season is right now as it pertains to whichever category you so feel? I would define it probably by plot twist, which oh, has yeah. been a bit of a theme in um, over the years in my life. And uh, just recently had another pretty big surprising one and still kind of figuring out what that looks like. But it was definitely... Um, since the Lord's hand in it, there is deep peace. It is not something I would have chosen, but, um, I feel like it aligns with other times in my past where I felt like the Lord threw in a pretty big plot twist and Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I recognize you in this. I sense you in this, but like, really? Mm -hmm. Like this is the direction we're going. So, um, with that, there's a bit of excitement just because it is not what, I had chosen, um, but there's also like, I tend to white knuckle with change mm-hmm. and don't always embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, uh, yeah, that I would describe it, my season as a plot twist. Yeah. I really love when you said you were reflective in considering that as far as like how the Lord has shown patterns in your mm-hmm. life before. Yeah. And I think that's a, such a great way to consider like the Lord's will when we, you know, ask those big questions like what's next Mm -hmm. or what should I be doing? And is, is this thing in front of me from you? And like, I don't think that's always the answer. Like God, well, you did this before, so you Mm -hmm. have to do it again. Like we know that he can, and that's what we stand on. But I think it's really helpful and like to hold loosely. Yes. Like, okay, I see these patterns of you moving. And so that seems like this points to you. Mm -hmm. And so like asking those kinds of questions, I think Mm -hmm. is really helpful. And I think reflecting on his faithfulness, like Mm -hmm. in the past, like I feel like, in my younger journeys with the Lord, like where I would read and I'd be like, why do we have to keep talking about like how he brought him out of Egypt and like, <laughs> we're back in the wilderness. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was like in the Psalms, it was all yeah. over scripture. It was continually like these, like recounting the same kind of story. And then all of a sudden it kind of hit me eventually, um, that it was like, because like he calls us to remember his faithfulness. He calls yeah. us to remember his provision and so again, not that my life aligns with scripture in that sense, but it's like, as I think backwards, yeah. it's like, okay, I recognize your hand here and it's not what, you know, not what I expected, not what I would have chosen, but at the same time, like it's a, it's aligning with your character and it's yeah. aligning with your faithfulness that's in the good. past in my life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Um, would you want to share a plot twist at some point? Like it, like you don't like it doesn't yeah. have to be this one. If you, if, but like, in terms of like, because I think that's part of this season discussion. Mm-hmm. Like I had kind of mentioned this idea that we would pivot, pivot and yeah. be willing to move to what the Lord is calling us, and like, 
you know, I said, I said this when I was teaching, like it says a time for dancing and a time for something else. Cause like we're prone to choose the seasons that, that we want or that yeah. feel quote unquote good or easy. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm going to be here for the dancing season, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I, I just want to be up. dancing all the yep. time. Yep. But that, that actually doesn't allow us to experience all mm-hmm. the character of God if we only experience him in that vacuum. Like we don't mm-hmm. get to know the other pieces of his character that we need in different seasons. So what are, what would be kind of a, a plot twist or like an unexpected season that you experienced? So after college, I had um, lived in New England for a couple years doing campus ministry and then moved to Tennessee um, to study at a Bible study ministry there. And at the end of my time there, I felt like the Lord was leading me to study formally. And I was excited about that. And so I was looking at different programs, master's programs, seminaries and things like that. So I picked out the school I wanted to go to. And then I felt pretty clearly um, that the Lord was leading me in a different direction to head back um, to a school that I wasn't all that interested in um, near my hometown. And um, I just wasn't interested in it. I didn't love what I knew, the little I knew about the school. I didn't love the thought of being back in the area. Um, My dad had been killed in a hit and run motorcycle accident a year before that. And I just didn't want to be back in the area at Mm -hmm. all to basically face grief in that regard. Um, but it was really clear from the Lord that like that was the direction he was leading. Um, and so I felt like during this season I was wearing, you know, in the parades, like the person that like, um, is maybe carrying a huge flag and so they're wearing this like leather harness and the flag like sits into it and then they're like (laughs) marching. Yeah, exactly. I felt like this for like a couple months, I was like wearing this leather harness and my flag was like this huge white flag and I just kept having to wave it, but it was like taking my whole body and I was like kind of curving it. And the last thing that I felt like I was white knuckling holding onto was, um, an apartment. So I was like, okay, I've already conceded on the school. I've conceded on the location and again, there's peace all the way through it um, and a slight growing excitement because it was like, okay, I believe this is of you. Like, mm-hmm. I want what it is you want. Again, it's not what I would have chosen. However, like, um, and so the last thing was this apartment and I, because that's what I wanted and I'd already, you know, surrendered on all these other things. And so long story shorter, um, I kept trying to bull my way way through it and I was like checking on the lease agreement and all this stuff and I knew it was a no but I just kept kept trying to white knuckle it and it got to the point where I was like a couple weeks away from starting school needing to move in and the lease the paperwork still hadn't come in the mail and like I'd been on a visit I'd seen the apartment I'd told them I wanted it like all I needed with this was this paper and still wasn't coming and um I went and volunteered this weekend at this like huge retreat. So there's like thousands of people at this conference and um, I'd been volunteering. So I finally got to sit in on one of the sessions. And so this person's teaching from the stage, like super passionate. I'm out in the crowd, like the sea of the thousands. And um, all of a sudden, but all, all that was on my mind the entire time was this apartment and how mm-hmm. I was going to try to try to get it. <laughs> and, um, I just remember, like, from the stage, the person stopped the topic, the theme they were on, and just, like, looked straight out and was like, is there one thing you're wrestling with the Lord about? And I was like, oh, it's me! I was like, I'm Jonah! I was like, throw me over! Because, like, it had 
nothing to do with what this person was teaching yeah. on at all. And so it's literally like I got up and left and went out in the hallway and I cried. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, okay, like I know I'm not supposed to get the apartment, but I'm really hacked off about it. Like it was the only thing that I was like holding on to, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Long story short, er, er. <laughs> um, so I ended up driving home, going literally to my mom's doorstep and i'm um, like hey do you mind if i stay here for a little bit and uh anyway my grandma had been diagnosed with cancer at the time she and we thought it was just a quick surgery and we were over well i arrive home the day before orientation um for my new program have no place to stay so i'm crashing at my mom's and go to this appointment medical appointment with my mom and my grandma and find out she needs to have further treatment including chemo radiation and so I take her the next day to an appointment by myself to see if her heart is strong enough to proceed with that. And she just looked at me and we were in the car and she said, if I decide, if I pass this test and I decide to go through the, with this treatment, would you consider staying with me for the mm. next year? And it was like this moment where... Like, I just remember looking at her thinking in my heart, it was like, this is exactly why I'm not locked into a lease. Yeah. And I, it hadn't even crossed my mind that my grandma had a fully furnished apartment in her basement in yeah. her house anyway. <laughs> I mean, truly, like, now that I think back on it, I'm like, oh, that's odd. Um, but, and it was just beautiful provision of the Lord. I got yeah. to walk through that year with my grandma, and she just turned 96 this past Hey-o, weekend. Cancer-free. Yeah. Wow. Um, amazing. 96. Um, but also, like, that was just such a sweet. That's the one that likes to litter. <laughs> no, the other one. <laughs> <Good to leave. laughs> um, so, like, got to walk through that year with my grandma. Um, I did not go further in debt on, uh, you know, master's classes mm-hmm. in an apartment. And it was a time for me to face some grief with, you know, the loss yeah. of my dad and all that. And so it was just, it was, again, a shocking, surprising spl- plot twist. Mm-hmm. But it just turned out to be so... Like, it was the exact provision yeah. that I needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't know it. I didn't know ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. That was it's a so long, great. long answer. No, I loved it. And I feel like it's so helpful and beautiful because, like, that's part of your story. And yeah. that's what, um, that was the story the Lord was telling. And, and I think, as you were talking about that, like, I was thinking pieces of it that I can relate to with, like, seasons of disappointment or even, like, because one of the things in this whole discussion, too, is that, seasons like build on each other right like Mm -hmm. you do certain work in certain seasons to prepare for the next and so like you saying yes and like when you said your yeses and you said your no's it was leading up to something that the lord was preparing for you and then like so like got you to kansas city you got to do that season with your grandmother Mm -hmm. and it was right after that you became an rd correct yeah and so like just like when you did like one thing to the next and the way that the lord was working all that out and and even like really specifically i think personally to you and then i think there's Mm -hmm. times when the lord's doing work in us that we really often forget he's doing work in like telling this greater story for his kingdom with lots of people and Mm -hmm. so when I think about that for us as a family you know we moved to the part of Kansas City area that we did after we left um left being RDs was because we felt the Lord really strongly leading us to plant a church. And so we like came here, we planted our flag, we had a core group, we did all the things. We spent years, we were fundraising and did all these things and like um, close to where we thought we would be launching soon and and had planned to. And then through a series of conversations and the Lord leading, like 
we had decided to put a pause on that. And that was a Mm -hmm. really hard decision. And like, I won't forget ever the meeting we had that night when we said, okay, like, I think God is saying pause to this. And like, you know, we had oriented our lives around Mm -hmm. it for so many years. We had, you know, planned for it and had done all these things. But like, um, that day, like it was like, I think that same day we had got, um, one of our pastors had gotten a phone call from a church down the road from us that was wanted to talk about potentially like sharing a building, what, what our relationship would look like. And then it was a month or two later that we started having conversations with another church in town about what it would look like to actually merge with them. And so here we are like two and a half years past that. We, we do share a building with that church. Now we have a different home. That's a way better situation for our church body and can grow and like have space. That's such a blessing to us. And then we like, we have joined churches. We've become three, three congregations in the city, um, together and, like that in and of itself has had ups and downs and things, but just the way I see like what felt like this really big moment of saying no, but like walking in obedience mm-hmm. was really hard. And yet I think for me, the, the hard thing to reconcile for a long time was like, I felt like we were supposed to be doing this. So the Lord was doing all this work in us that I thought was work to like plant a church. So he's like yeah. cultivating these things. And all the while I think I'm like, I think I'm like planting carrots but it turns out like maybe we were doing some other kind of field work, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. and being okay with that because it didn't mean God wasn't faithful. Like it just meant that my definition of success is really off sometimes. And so being in a, and so then there was like a season of mourning that was really hard because it didn't work out the way we thought it would. But now, but now like you Mm. were talking about, like we can look back and say, see what God did, like Mm -hmm. what he did in our lives, the way that he provided for us, like really beautifully and abundantly. And then, like, look what he did for our church body and like us saying no, because had we said, nope, we're going to plant anyway and taken a giant group of people out, like those things wouldn't have probably happened in that order. And so like the Lord was at work for his glory and for his good and our good. And we can stand on this side of it and say, man, that was really hard, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Um, so when I mentioned, you know, being set, like walking through a season of like mourning in that with like kind of pausing and like you know, trying to get our bearings again with like, okay, what, what's happening? Um, there was a lot of mourning and sadness. And even for a, for a long time, like even after we saw some of those things come mm-hmm. to fruition, like when we were able to say like um, when we had moved buildings and when we had joined the other congregation, um, there were still times that it felt hard. And so you mentioned feeling excited. You know, mm-hmm. there was times when excitement was rising up, but you were like, holding like you kept you were using mm-hmm. the language like holding out i was kind of hoping for this one thing talk with me about those emotions a little bit especially when we consider like the first part of ecclesiastes and a time for this and that and like holding maybe multiple emotions or different things and then what you eventually feel like you landed on you know emotionally as things began to be clear about what the lord was doing and and even then like if you were still sad or how how you felt in those times um, I kind of want to counter with a story yeah. that, uh, I think gives me permission to feel a yeah. lot of those things. So like John the Baptist is in prison, right? And he's about to, he doesn't know it, but he's about to be beheaded. And he sends word with his friends to Jesus and just mm-hmm. says like, Hey, are you the one? Or like, should we wait for somebody else? Like, uh, and, um, and then Jesus responds with scripture, like, 
hey, I'd blind seeing, you know, like mm-hmm. um, basically like my works are telling you yeah. that I am mm-hmm. the Messiah and I know it looks different. Right. And I know that you're in a hard spot. I mean, this is me paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> um, but I, I love that story because I love like you, like as we look at John the Baptist's life, like he has you know, these great moments where he's like baptizing Jesus and he sees the dove come down and yeah. like anoints Jesus is um, like, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased mm-hmm. and all these moments, like these times and he spent his life serving Jesus. And then here he's like in prison and he's confused. I imagine he's grieving. I imagine he's like questioning everything as it evidences. And so like, I feel like God gives us space to do that. Um, especially whenever our situations don't look like <laughs> We hope or anticipate, right. mm-hmm. you know. So um, I think that 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 personally gives me a lot of freedom to doubt, to doubt, especially when it's like this is not because Jesus was a plot twist too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was such a shocking <laughs> one that even his own cousin, like right? John the Baptist, who's baptized him, doesn't doesn't get it. And so I think like as God moves in our lives, like I think He really does like welcome all those emotions yeah. like welcome. I mean, we read the psalms and see that absolutely yeah mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like i don't i can't think at the moment offhand like where it's like okay like all these are intention but it's like mm-hmm. yes there's great peace whenever i sense it's the lord's yes the lord's hand there is anxiety there's fear there's me trying to like white knuckle and hold on to whatever it is i think the provision should be right um but there's also hope like Mm -hmm. with the start of something new comes the hope of something great when the lord's involved you Mm -hmm. know and so it's just like (gasps) like okay so there's anticipation there's excitement but there's also like oh but i like safe and easy i like comfort right um so i don't know what are your thoughts no i think that's great because i think like i wrote down like I love that you said peace because I think like even the way I asked that question, like I see my my flawed, uh, my my flawed perspective, and that like I think we think everything. I at least obviously in the way I asked that question, like implies that like we reach homeostasis at like. Mm-hmm okay, we're happy again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, and that's not everybody's point of view. Like you, like you've got feelers out there that want to feel melancholy and want to feel mm-hmm. other things. And so like, that's like when they get to be back to the emotions they're comfortable with, like that, that's like this okay point. And so like, I love that. Like we can still like the peace that we have in all that because mm-hmm. we're anchored to Jesus and all mm-hmm. of it. And so we can feel all those things and still like, we're always like, we'll still mourn. We can still be sad. Mm-hmm. And like, just because that season's over, it didn't go the way we wanted. Doesn't mean like we're healed when we're done feeling a certain way about it. Mm-hmm. I think if we continue to be anchored to Jesus and all of it, then like we still have permission to feel those things most of the time. And granted, like those things can sometimes get out of control or get wonky and take over too much. And that's when we have to be faithful to take those things to the feet of Jesus and mm-hmm. say like, Hey, why am I like, what is driving this feeling? And what is it that I want more than you right now? That's causing me such distress. Um, yeah, that's good. Hey guys, I want to jump in here really quickly to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for joining me today on the first podcast. It is a true gift to me that you are listening. 
In Glory Every Day, I just want to spend time talking about that, the glory of God in the everyday things, in the big things that we see and easily qualify as miracles, but also in the little things. Like He is glorified when we grow in our faith. He is glorified when we obey. He is glorified when we serve others. And the more we talk about it, the more I believe our hearts will be aware and our eyes will see it. So don't forget to subscribe so that you get notifications when episodes drop. Also, drop a review and a rating on whatever platform you're using. Five stars would be great. And just an honest review if you have some time. Thank you guys. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, what about a season that, like a really great season? Like when you think about um, <laughs> like something God did in a season or like a time that maybe just felt really fruitful or I don't know, like what any way that you would define, like I don't know, even, even if you would say an easier season or something that like, appeals to you let's use that word because I Mm -hmm. think like really that's what we desire are the things that appeal to us Mm -hmm. and we want to do so what was the season that you really enjoyed because it was it was producing things in you that appealed to you um so this one is a tricky one again for me because it's like as I look back hindsight's always 2020 and it's like oh the these are the good rides but if I was to be in the middle of those good rides I don't know that I would have declared them as good rides in the middle. So like one of the things that came to my mind was this mission trip I went on. Um, uh, whenever I was doing campus ministry up in New England and we were, is an international mission trip and um, it was pretty intense. And uh, typically I just really like like safety and ease and security, predictability, like especially the older I get. Um, but like the times that stand out to me in my life that I feel like the Lord's hand has been the clearest and where I've grown the most have been more of the like wild rides, the harder rides where it's, yeah, Yeah. more challenging. So anyway, on this particular mission trip, some crazy things happened and we ended up um, in trouble legally and um, we weren't really sure what was going to be happening and um, we weren't expected to be out of where we were um, for several more days. And so there was a, um, there's just a lot of unknowns. And, um, but in the midst of that, it was crazy and hard and challenging. But in the midst of it, I felt so incredibly alive and so incredibly, like, shockingly at peace. And, um, like it was also the time in my life where I really feel like I learned that the Holy Spirit was like real and active and present and like um, could really actually lead a believer, um, you know, like (laughs) physically guiding them as Mm -hmm. well as like, um, you know, directing hearts and thoughts. And especially when you're in situations you've never been in or necessarily prepped for. Um, And so again, like in the moment I wouldn't have said, yeah, that was a great season. Like that was a good season. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that was one of my favorites, yeah. you know, where it's like, but in the time it was challenging. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. It was unknown. Like there was great peace in it, but right. um, it wasn't like my typical go-to where it's like, oh, but I like ease and safety and security. Right. And so what, because, because of the growth and because of what you learned about God and learned mm-hmm. to walk with him closer in those seasons, are you able to so that's interesting so you're able to label those hard things as good because of that like that's so good but what about some of the seasons that you think back on like that 
that seem even harder. Like those were hard, mm. right? But you have these good yeah. memories. Like are there seasons though that you look back that are really hard that you can still say, hey, God was good because of that. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like the same emotion? Like that has been deemed a, a better season now or that has, mm. I see the Lord's hand at work and I can trust it, but maybe I'm not ready to like label it that mm-hmm. yet or. Uh, so one that initially came to my mind when you just asked that was whenever um, it was our second round being RDs together and uh, my marriage was <laughs> in a very dark, very hard, very hopeless place. Mm-hmm. And um, you and another friend very, I can't even say walked with me through it, like literally like carried me through it. Um, and that is a season that those were some of the darkest days of my life, some of the hardest and darkest. And like, I can't look back on it and be like, those were good days. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. weren't sure. I was like, one of my fr- other friends described me as like breathing hate during that time period. That's pretty hot. Um, but like, I do see the Lord's provision. Like I mm-hmm. see his provision in providing me you and Sarah mm-hmm during those days to walk back into deep friendships with friends that will speak the truth to me Uh and point me to God and literally carry me whenever Mm -hmm. I am just throwing a fit on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, like I would in no way label them good, but like his provision was there, um, in very clear ways. And that to me is precious. Yes. Um, but those were dark, hard days, hard days. Yeah. And I think we can hold those things and not, yeah. again, like not have to reach this point to be like, I feel happy about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that has to be a right emotion. Like, I don't think there are right emotions a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, like we've said, like the anchor and peace to be able to say like, God was good yeah, and in those things. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you also said, when you first answered that, you were like, it maybe wasn't a good ride. Like it wasn't like these like great rides. Can you think of a time? And I think because part of my question is like, when we think about like some really good seasons of our lives, like what, so for me, like I think about um, like that time as an RD, the first time around right after I graduated, I'm like young and single. Mm -hmm. And I had started going to this church that was about 45 minutes away, but it had a giant college and post-college age community and I had not experienced something like mm-hmm. that since youth group and even then like youth group was great but it was youth group mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't and like mm-hmm. and so like now as an adult like experiencing community community in a really beautiful way and like um, experiencing church and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and just some things on a, on a different much deeper level than maybe some of the church um, experiences that I'd had that I'm so thankful for growing Mm -hmm. up, but like just was really thankful to like get to walk deeper. And I just had all this freedom. Like Mm -hmm. I was single and I had this job and I had a place to live and I would drive all over the city because I went, you know, my community was all over the city and like really far away. And so like, I think of those as like really fun times and really Mm -hmm. sweet times. And like, I have great memories and I went to Ethiopia on a mission trip during that time. And like, Mm -hmm. That was a really fun season for me with what I would say like little, little hardship. And there were some things mm-hmm. I could say, sure, they were hard. And I learned later in other seasons how to handle things like those better. But so then, so when I think of that, like, because really at the end of all of these questions, as we talk through seasons and like, 
walking through them, like the question I go back to is like, what did I learn about God in mm. that season? What did I learn about his character? Because I think like I, I learned a lot about the Holy Spirit in that time and, and ways to, I've learned so much more about approaching scripture and what it meant to really, um, I think I just learned like how much more personal God was than I had maybe experienced in the past. And so like there was a lot of like deep roots. I feel like I grew really deep roots in beautiful ways mm-hmm. that I learned some great rhythms and, and a lot of great practices and hopes for community. But because it wasn't as hard as it was, like I don't feel like I grew as much in the character mm. of like things that I had to rely on God for. Mm-hmm. So he was good in those seasons and I was not unhappy with God and he mm-hmm. was growing my heart. Like I was learning and growing, but not in the ways that I have through harder seasons. Mm-hmm. And so what, I don't know, do you relate to that? Do you feel like when you think of seasons that were like easier, or like a great ride or something, like what are the things you think you've learned about God in those times versus maybe not as easier ones? Absolutely. And I think that that is such a paradox to me because it's like, if you were to ask me what it is I want, I want easy, comfortable, right. safety, secure. But as I look back over my life, hands down, the times that I've grown mm-hmm. the most and feel like I have learned more about the heart of God and been more in you know communion with his heart is like all the really hard stuff mm-hmm. that's happened that I've walked through. And it's like, I mean, I see that in scripture, you know, like mm-hmm. that's crazy how yeah. he does that. But like at the same time, it's just like, yeah, like I just think that that's, that's one of the ways he works. Like as I look back on if I was to put like, you know, milestones for different points mm-hmm. in my faith, it's all these different stories about like where God did this and he surprised me here and this looked like this or mm-hmm. like, you know, one of my greatest fears in life was that I would lose my dad mm-hmm. and like then that happened yeah you know and it was horrible but like God's provision was there yeah. and you know things like that or it's like you know great fear was that um you know my marriage <laughs> my marriage would struggle well mm-hmm. we've checked that one off too yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm, and so it's mm-hmm. like I just feel like the Lord all these big hard things it's like okay like you're still there you're still present your character is still the same you are still sufficient you are still enough as I face all these really and again my my life hasn't been like full of all the like horrible woes um but at the same time like he truly has been faithful yeah like yeah it makes me think a lot of John 15 and so like even like going in like right like a few months before we kind of went into like COVID, like even being talked about and then shut down, like we had spent all this time in John 15 as a church body and then in some other spaces I was in and like all like this idea over and over again of like trials bearing fruit Mm. and like how the Lord prunes for his good Mm -hmm. and man, those are hard verses and like the way that the Lord disciplines. But like, I'm so thankful for the timing of that because I think even as I've begun to approach like quote unquote harder seasons or more difficult Mm -hmm. things, like I have, I feel like I'm learning to have these eyes of like, okay, Lord, what do you want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Like, what can we do in this season? Mm -hmm. And sometimes if I'm honest, I'm like, Lord, let me learn this fast so I can get on to the next season. Like, this is going to be painful. And I want, I don't, I don't want to be a hindrance. Like, help me learn it. Like, I don't want to be a lost sheep in this. And so, um, 
I've, I'm learning to do that more and even getting to the point sometimes where I can say like, hey, God, thanks for this trial because I know mm. that it's teaching me. And there are wow. Sundays when, um, and let me back up. I don't want to say I've said, I can't, no. Sun, there are Sundays when I'm on prayer team mm-hmm. that I feel like somebody will come down and I will, like, I'm using that. Like, God, like, this feels hard and weird to thank you for, but I do want to thank you for that. And so, like, mm-hmm. here I am, like, as another person, like, thanking for someone else's trials. I'm always afraid they're going to kick me or something. Like, <laughs> we're not thankful for this. That's why I'm here. Um, and so, like, I get it. Like, those are real things. And the, and, right. the, and God will sit with us in those things and mm-hmm. sit with us in our kicking and screaming and disappointment. But, like, man, like, it's a gift to be able to say, like, Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not there all the time and I'm not there right. with everything. And I can be blindsided tomorrow by something that I'm definitely not ready to thank him for. Right. Um, but getting like a want to be there. Like I want my heart mm-hmm. to want to be thankful for all those things because of what he accomplishes in each season. Mm-hmm. Count it all joy. That's right. When you face, mm-hmm. yeah, various many kind. Okay. So how I want to close is I love that the Lord is glorified in our laughter. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to tell me the the most recent time that you have laughed the hardest what has made you laugh the hardest most recently <laughs> hmm. i'm always gonna know when people have the answer because they won't <laughs> stop laughing and my favorite is being able to watch people like i'm just gonna laugh watching you laugh and i don't even know what's funny yet <laughs> oh my goodness so i spoke earlier of how um my marriage we've been through some woo, some doozies <laughs> Um, some trials and tribulations, but for real, and we've spent thousands of dollars in marriage counseling. So if anybody needs some good counseling recommendations, we've got some for you. Worth it. Yes. Worth every penny. (laughs) And God has literally like restored and we have that, our surprise baby that I spoke of earlier. He's like a redemption baby. Um, never thought, um, never thought in a million years, um, that we would be happily married and we are. (laughs) Um, so redemption baby, uh, named Brigston that God has really restored our marriage. And so this past, um, July, we celebrated 11 years. Praise God. Yeah. And, um, we (laughs) got a hotel in the city and we were going to this, um, cooking class and it was so fun. So we're like riding the elevator down and we were staying like in the midtown kind of like power and light area ish is the marriott that lights up that's yeah, really yeah, fun yeah. i love that one um anyway so we were riding down the elevator and there was some other people probably about our age that this guy had this massive beard like the kind that like you could part and a dove could fly out or something like it was huge and they got he and his girlfriend got on and there's another random gentleman in the elevator so he says um they got on and i was like whoa nice beard and he's like yeah and so like of course we just start this random conversation and um a long story short they were going to a concert that night and they asked what we were doing and i said we were going to a french cooking class like a chateaubriand and anyway he said what's that about and i don't know what came over me but <laughs> My husband likes to wear the Western, like, pearl snap button shorts, and I ripped his shirt off <laughs> on the elevator with these strangers. <laughs> and the big beard guy was like, whoa! <laughs> his girlfriend his girlfriend was like, oh my gosh! And then there's, like, this, like, random middle-aged gentleman that just, like, kind of turned a little bit. <laughs> Looked over at the buttons, and my husband's like quickly buttoned his shirt. <laughs> <Back up. laughs> 
And then I laughed for like the next 48 hours solid. Like I thought I was hilarious. Anyway, that is the last time that I laughed really, really, really hard. Did you guys laugh about it all night long? You know, I did. (laughs) (laughs) If he listens to this, is he going to laugh or is he going to be like, I can't believe she's talking about it. Oh, good question. Um, I mean, it just happened. (laughs) And it's not like a frequent thing, but that sounds like my five-year-old when you're like when you said i don't know what came over me i just i just did this thing and when sam's like i don't know i don't know why i did it right right but it was oh it was glorious oh that is a gift Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) oof um man that's a great great thing to end on (laughs) Uh, oh thank you for sitting here and talking to me Mm. so much i love it you are a gift to me and I am prayerful and hopeful and certain that you will be to others. Like, thanks for sharing those things and being honest because I think God wants glory for the hard things and the easy things. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around and listening to our conversation. I'm really thankful that you listened to it and it was so fun recording my first podcast with Kelly. I'm prayerful and hopeful that you were encouraged by our conversation and the things that she shared. And so I'm just really glad this was the beginning and I'm hopeful for the things that are to come. Join us next time.